0: The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. We're going to have a bit of a potpourri show today on the Faith Debate on 930 WFMD on the FM at HD2 for 99.9 FM. If you go to 99.9 FM and stay on the regular channel, you get country music. Might sound a little different than this today's country music actually sounds quite a bit like that <laughs> now that i think about it <laughs> anyway so you gotta go to hd2 to find uh our smooth and dulcet sounds the smoothest and most dulcet dulcet of the sounds would belong to david Forsyth. he's one of the uh, area pastors in frederick county uh actually pretty dulcet sounding themselves imran Rasvi and daniel Rasvi. uh they have a church up in the northern part of the county david for the most parts in the southern part of the county but i, th- I think he plays like uh uh, Marco Polo with his church on occasion. You got to figure out where he's going to pop up. It's like whack a mole figuring out where they're going to worship. <laughs> um, and then I'm in the center part of the county, and you can find out more information about us and the churches, and you can see what everybody looks like by going to householdoffaithinchrist.com. And we
1: gather on Saturday mornings for brunch at ten thirty, and uh, Troy gathers in the evening at what five thirty?
0: Usually five thirty, occasionally four, but usually it's five thirty.
1: And David gathers on Sunday
0: mornings, usually right. around eleven or something like that, yep,
1: right? About yep. eleven, and then then we eat afterwards.
0: Yeah. So, weed before and afterwards, <laughs> <Enduring> and during, <laughs> and just shoveling it in. All right, I was I was tempted to start the show cold by just reading this without an introduction on the show, but I thought better of it. But I'm going to be reading it cold to you guys. You guys have no idea. So, here's a here's a a news article. It's um, titled. What the Bible actually says about abortion may surprise you. And it gives you all this muckety-muck. And I can read parts of this if you want. You can look at it when I'm done reading what I'm going to read and see what all the other nonsense is. But here's how it ends. The conclusion. His closing statement, as it were. In response to the Supreme Court's decision, Christians on both sides of the partisan divide have appealed to any number of of texts, biblical to assert that their particular brand of politics is biblically backed. However, if they claim the Bible specifically condemns or approves of abortion, they are skewing the textual evidence to fit their position. Of course, Christians can develop their own faith-based arguments about modern political issues, whether or not the Bible speaks directly to them, but it is important to recognize that although the Bible was written at a time when abortion was practiced, it never directly addresses the issue. And I have one word response to that. Poppycock. (laughs) (laughs) But you might have more loquacious terms than that to share with our listeners. So, I mean, seriously, what is that?
2: Well the, word, well, the word abortion isn't in the Bible.
0: It's okay. Like the,
2: the word Trinity isn't in the Bible either. <laughs> <laughs> but murder is. Murder is. So I'll play, I'll play the other side for a minute. There's, there's one passage where it can get a little dicey, and maybe you want, you want to interpret it for me, but there's a passage that talks about um, if you hit a pregnant woman and the baby comes out, and then there's, there's, a, there's, a, uh, um, there's a a Are you phrase. purposely
0: setting up a straw man?
2: Well, it, <laughs> it says there's a phrase, and if mischief follows in the King James or in other translations, something like if, if there's long-term consequences or if, if there's a problem that happens, and then, then you take a life for a life or an eye for an eye or whatever. But if not, then you just pay a fine because you hit her, you didn't kill her. And so the argument, that it just, the question is whether that's talking about does the baby get born alive or born dead and if it's born dead then you kill uh, the, the you know the, the guy so
0: that's that's the one yeah but that's know, not what it's saying i, I mean it, it, it particularly if, if somebody takes the time to look at the hebrew which would have been the original language it's clear that what it's saying there is if, if the woman is pregnant and something violence is done that causes her to uh give birth early which right. is causing great jeopardy putting everybody in peril I mean, we're, we're, we're spoiled now. We don't realize how dangerous it is for women to give birth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when things go off schedule, and then they weren't able to take care of uh, preemies in incubators back then. So if you went early, your baby was in much more dire straits. You were putting somebody at risk. You were threatening the life of the mother and the child by doing that. And if you force a, 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 an early delivery, then you pay basically a fine.
2: Right. And but if, if the there's
0: a death... It's life for life. So if the baby dies... Or the mother dies. Or the mother dies, that's what the passage is saying. And so, actually, I like when those on the theological left or the political left who don't know their Bible at all try to use that passage... Because if they're willing to be patient, I can pull up, because nowadays on your phone, you can pull up the Hebrew and stuff, and you can show them the translation of the words. Right. And it's it's so clear. It's ironclad, actually. That's why I was asking if and you were purposely setting up a straw man, because they're walking into a trap if they bring up that passage. And, and even that passage is the only one that you can even come close
2: to making such an argument. Everything else in the Bible is so pro-life. I mean, but, but God tells Jeremiah in Jeremiah 1, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. It, well... You, and and I, I gave you a soul. So he had a soul in the womb.
0: And so as soon as conception happened, there was a life. See, this kind of a story really illustrates part of what's going on on all of the issues that are, almost all the issues anyway, that are plaguing the church these days. There's this, um, this third-way, middle-way... I'm smarter than everybody else way that tries to find some sort of answer that's making everybody look wrong they're all wrong well you know what some things are black and white and they just are and there's no nuance. There's no way to pivot around that. So you're like, well, the Bible doesn't explicitly mention abortion. And while they did have abortions back then, that would have been a different context culturally than how we do things now. And So we can't really know. And all that does is open the barn door wide for all the horses of heresy to invade your farm. I mean, it's it's crazy. We've done that with sexuality, the sexual identity, the, the uh, side A and side B question. You guys up on the lingo on that? You know, the side side A is, uh, would be that, you know, uh, uh, would be, I guess, the idea that homosexuality in any form is okay. Side B is, no, 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 no. If you engage in homosexual activity, uh, that's not okay. But it's okay to identify as homosexual as long as you don't act on it. That's not sinful, your attitude about that. As long as you don't act on it, you're okay. But to take on, as a Christian, to take on an identity that's other than Christ uh, is, is, is a right. problem. So I reject both side A and side B. But side B is an attempt to try to find that middle ground. Well, right. we can try to figure this out. We do this on all these issues. And it happens politically, too. But I'm talking just theologically, it happens. But that's one of the big problems. It's like the old Mott and Bailey, if you remember that lingo. <laughs> They're trying to push the envelope so far out. Right, they're running out there saying outrageous things, and then you call them on, oh, no, 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 you misunderstood, I really, and they retreat their position, but they put it out there, and oftentimes they don't fully retreat, and so they've gained ground, and they might have tried to, it's like in football, they, they, they wanted to gain, you know, wanted to go 80 yards for a touchdown, but they only got eight yards, yeah, but they're eight yards closer. And then the next time they want to go 72 yards for a touchdown and they only get eight yards. Yeah, but they got a first down and now they only have to go 60-some-odd yards. That's the game we're playing. We can't allow this sort of stuff. If this guy who wrote this is a Christian, he needs to be under church discipline. And I'm not
1: even joking. He is obviously not a Christian. I mean, same with, do you remember when uh, Representative Ted Lieu got on stage and said, now I will say all the things that Jesus said about homosexuality. And he kept silent for... However many right, 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 right. It's idiocy. He's basically
0: saying that Jesus is not God because Jesus wrote the whole Bible. Right. He's going to say that only the, if you have one of those red letter Bibles, right, only the red letters are what Jesus said. No, he said everything in the whole book, right. all of the books, all 66 of the books of our Bible. He said it all.
1: So obviously he's not a Christian. He has right. no idea Right. what Christianity is.
0: Or like that knucklehead uh, was a year or two ago. He closed his prayer. It was at Congress or something with a man and a woman. <laughs> and a woman. <laughs> it's like, what is wrong with you? But that's, He's like, see, I'm just trying to be, like... Inclusive. Right. Yeah, Inclusive. and like David said, if you're trying to do something new that's never been done before, you're probably in a bad yeah. place. <laughs> so let's be clear. The Bible is explicit that
2: life begins at conception, and that if you kill a baby before he's born or after he's born, that's murder. According to the Scriptures, yes. And the penalty for murder is death by execution.
0: Yes, certainly in the... Uh, not to, Well, I guess we're having this discussion, and uh, I have a position, And uh, but I want to do what you did and kind of offer a fuller view on the question. Certainly within the civil confines of the uh, ancient nation-state of Israel, they would have had a civil penalty that would have been stoning. They would have been killed for After murder. a trial, right. a trial exactly. with, with
2: multiple witnesses exactly. and all that.
0: Exactly. Uh, the, there is a question as to whether or not that needs to apply to the, the civil code of today like in America or what does
2: there's no question it I does. would argue
0: that on the moral questions like that I'd probably lean pretty heavy in, in, in that direction um, I will right. say though on capital punishment I have so little judge uh, faith in the judgment of the the judges and the judicial system and the politicians and everybody that would have to make those decisions and those laws and execute those laws. No pun intended. I, yeah, exactly. Uh, I am. There was no pun intended, but it was a good one, right? I am really nervous about this. I, 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 have a bit of a nuanced thing where I feel like the state has the right and maybe should. If there's no doubt, like we, they're caught red-handed. We know they did it. Boom. I think. I think we should follow what the Bible says. Yeah. But man, I don't trust. I mean, look what they're doing, not to make this political, but look what they're doing with the former president and they're making up reasons to go invade his house and stuff. I mean, I, I, I don't trust that they're going to make the right decisions. They've got people still in jail right now from what happened almost two years ago in in D.C. In, on January 6th of 2021. And they haven't had a trial. A lot of them's, from what I understand, a lot of them are isolated, uh, uh, solitary confinement. We're going to trust them to decide who to who to stone to death. And I, I'm just I, – I have a hard time with that. <laughs> Troy,
1: right. I, I, I'm absolutely understanding what you're saying. But it all comes down to are we guilty and should we die, all of us? And if we are, if we know where we're going, it doesn't really matter. See, the problem comes when we're trying to put humans understanding and saying, well, humans can make mistakes. Yes, they will. In fact, they will likely make mistakes. And innocent people will be uh, – punished capital punishment will be killed but we're all deserving of death except for christ but for christ we should die a horrible death and that's what we deserve because we are sinners
0: yes i and we all will die right the the uh, the death rate uh in the world throughout world history to date is hundred percent like everybody will die did not. two two people did not Elijah and okay. No, okay. Yeah, they were they were <laughs> called up caught up to heaven. So okay, so uh, Statistically still zero because that's got to be like zero point <laughs> zero zero <laughs> a, a bazillion yeah. zeros and then a one right. uh, so um, So I agree with you there, but still there are these uh, Prescriptions for how to handle justice questions,
2: right? And you, right? Do, Legal you, you code do the best questions. you can but you cannot be 100. percent Only God can be 100 percent sure. Even if you all watched it happen, it could be some other context to it that you weren't aware of. But you follow the procedures and you go and and you obey the law. Just because you are not perfect doesn't give you an excuse not to uh, obey God's laws. And if you're the government, you got to obey God's laws on capital punishment. So that's where I would I, I would I would fall there.
0: Okay. The next issue I'm going to bring up is. is On everybody's mind these days and it might feel a little obtuse for our context but I do feel like it's important for us to seek opportunities to be pastoral and try to speak to the quote-unquote felt needs of, of a person in their life and so how does the Bible how does you know faith in God and understanding of Jesus and all those sorts of things help somebody who's struggling with the incredibly fast rising prices—you know, you go to the store and something's like fifty percent more than it was, you know, a year ago. Or you want to buy a car and they're selling it for five thousand dollars above the manu- manufacturer suggested retail price, where a few years ago you'd go and you would negotiate a price that might be five thousand dollars less than the MSRP. So it, the effect is you might be spending like ten thousand dollars more on a car, maybe a high-end car that I'm talking about here at this point, right? Ten thousand dollars swing, but still, you're, you're talking about at least several thousand, if not maybe $10,000 more than you would have five years ago in, in a similar situation. Uh, and we're feeling it particularly uh, strong. Uh, Maryland is one of the, here's a, a report that I have here. It's it, uh, This is looking at cars. But uh, Maryland, um, this is used car price increases uh, by state, and Maryland's used car price increase uh, year to year, apparently, when this report came out anyway, is 55.2%. Yeah, that's more than one and a half times the cost. So a used car that was going to cost you twenty thousand dollars a year that's ago,
3: a ten thousand dollars swing on that, a pretty low end car. Actually. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so that's that's crazy. So w- what do we say to people who are uh, they're at their wits' end and they might be asking questions like, "How is God allowing this?" or "What am I going to do?" or maybe I have to feed my family. Is it okay if I steal to feed my family? Who knows? With questions, are- but what are some things that that we that we say to people to help them remain calm? <laughs> <laughs> Trust God, like what do we say?
3: Uh I mean I, I think first of all it's like we have to keep in mind that God is God is sovereign over uh even catastrophe. Um you know and we you know certainly are, people are are some hard times. In a lot of ways, you know and and individuals expen- experience sort of individual types of catastrophe, but this this is not like a catastrophic uh you know historically speaking um, but i mean we need to you know care care for one another um you know look to to meet the needs of others and and you know also to be to be content with what god gives us you know and that's that's hard in uh in our current society <laughs>
0: I feel like you guys might be able to offer some, uh, the Razzies I'm looking at now, some real so, practical. So a uh, practical thing. Things. Because I, I know a little bit about, you know. Your, business. Your, your, well, yeah, yeah you're financial guys and stuff, right? I never plugged that on the show. I Maybe I could once in a while. I forget. What's the name of your business Higher call? Ground Financial Group. Higher Ground Financial Group. Yeah, so yeah. you can check out Higher Higher Ground Financial Group and get some practical advice of how to invest and maybe keep up with inflation or something at least. So one of the things that many people do, if you've been...
2: So most, most Americans do live paycheck to paycheck. They don't really have much of an emergency fund. But if you've been thinking about these things and trying to be wise and being a good steward with what God's given you, you may have an emergency fund already, and that may be in cash. So what we've been encouraging a lot of people we talk to is maybe not want to have all of your emergency fund in cash. The emergency fund is for your living expenses, not just your rent, but also your food and things like that that you're going to need for several months or a year if you go without income. So you might as well have it in food now, you know, food that's not going to go bad, food that you're actually going to eat, instead of sitting in your bank account eroding with inflation. Go ahead, and buy another year's worth of food if you can, if you if you can afford it, and if you can store it, if you can store it, right? Yeah, but even yeah, but
3: because it it will at least maintain its value. Right. There's
2: no (laughs) way. Right. There's absolutely no way that that your food day by day. Yes, (laughs) I eat rice twice a day. But if you don't like rice, don't go buy 500 pounds of rice, right? Buy what you're actually going to eat. But if, if you you You'd be good that, on the game show Survivor. They eat a lot of rice on that show. Yeah. There's no, there's, but there's no way food's going to be costing you less next year than it is now. At best, it's going to be the same. And it's almost guaranteed to be a lot more expensive a year from now than it is today. So you might as well buy ahead. If you see they have in stock something you like, buy more of it, you know, as long as it's not going to go bad. And just keep stocking up. Everybody thinks you're some crazy doomsday prepper if you have two weeks or a month of food in your house. But that's that's r- ridiculous. Just a f- generation ago, people had gardens, and that's where they got their vegetables from. And you had to have enough, say, for entire year t- until the next harvest. So at a bare minimum, a year is not crazy. That's like a normal and, amount of food to and have in good your good practice
3: was probably having a couple of years in case there was a bad year. Exactly.
1: And at a bare minimum... Everyone should have their own garden, even if you live in an apartment. Put some pots and plants out on the balcony or, or find a local. There's a lot of local community gardens that are available. You can participate in that. Get a little you know, small 10-by-10-foot 10 10 uh, plot that uh, you can put some plants in there.
0: Do you have the same advice on bigger tick items? Like if somebody's got a bunch of cash and they, they're feeling like, you know what, I got an older model car. I'm probably going to have to replace it within the next couple of years anyway. Should I go ahead and replace it now or because of the depreciation, because of the wear and tear on that vehicle, like, that does not make sense to do that? I, I think you want to be thinking of things that you can actually use and consume. In uh, the future. In the future. Right, okay.
2: I mean, so food, you want to uh, – that's, that's, that's a big thing. And unless you have several years' worth of food in your house, you shouldn't be thinking of buying a new car with that money because you know you're definitely going to eat the food. You may or may not need a new car, but you're definitely going to eat the
0: food. So you got to set up, like, a grocery store in your basement or something. Yeah. I right? mean, there's get some shelving and uh, buy right? a bunch of canned foods and right. stuff that's not going to go Again, focus bad. on things you're actually going to eat, right. right?
2: But, yeah, I mean, there's no reason why you shouldn't, if you can afford it, if you have the emergency fund, there's no reason why you shouldn't have extra because there are going to be more shortages. You think that the shortages you're seeing now are a lot? No, it's going to get a lot worse, where I'm seeing a lot of signs in all the research we're doing on the economy in our business. We're seeing a lot of signs it's going to get far worse. So definitely want to stock up when you can.
1: And back to biblical principle, when uh, the landowner left one talent, three talents and five talents, went away and came back, the guy with one talent buried in the ground because he knew that, that there was a hard landowner. Well, you're, if you've got money in cash, you've got money in your house and that's sitting there not doing anything, put it to work. If you're talking about large-ticket items, you know, get, uh, put your money in something that's actually going to produce cash flow. Um, even if it's a small thing, like get, uh, if you buy some equipment and rent it out, there are, uh, now you can rent out your car. If you have a spare car, put it on Turo. Let it, somebody rent it for a week or three days and get a little bit of cash flow. Create a, a cash flow from your assets. If you can create cash flow, then you can survive or, or ride out this inflationary time. But if your money is just sitting there dead, Like a a lazy nephew smoking weed on your couch, it's not going to do anything for you.
0: Now, here's uh, something that I think is a transition off of what uh, Daniel said a second ago. I think you know it's going to get worse. Well, here's an example of how just how true that could be. And the rest of the headline: Hand implant allows people to pay with chip. The future is here. There's some company that uh, created a microchip that could be implanted inside a person's hand and can be used as one would use a credit card. Uh, the technology is right now uh, only allowed to be sold in the uh, European Union and the U.K., but uh, I guess it'll be coming here. So is this uh, the kind of thing that perks up somebody's ears? And says, mm, the mark of the beast, uh, you know, it's the number of unless, a man, it's on the unlike, forehead, it's on the hand. Is almost, this Unless you're a preterist, yeah. <laughs> we only have a couple of minutes, so maybe it's not a fair thing to throw out there right now, but this is a fun one, right? Yes, it is, is. Yes. I mean, I think it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming increasingly persuaded the more I've, that the times are changing around us and the rapidity with which they're changing, and the more I'm pressing in it trying to understand certain parts of scripture that address that most specifically. I don't know that it's any one thing necessarily per se. I, I think that that could very well be an aspect of taking the market. You can't buy or sell without getting the chip. Well, if they start to force it on you, that could be some sort of a sign. Uh, but right. I think we already had an example of that. Like, you can't buy or sell if you won't put a, a mask over your face. Or you can't buy or sell if you get shot in the arm with something that you, that's experimental. That, there's there's that, lots of these kinds of
2: things. over and over but throughout it, history, But that's right? been, right, so far, it's been localized. It has not been a global thing. I think if you are seeing a global requirement, that's where it's, it's going to be uh, very, very... Is cautious. You need to be very cautious about it. Um, so just just keep your eyes open and, and be aware that these things are prophesied about. They're going to
0: happen. Right, I have time maybe to sneak in one more. Just get some quick thoughts on this. This uh, the headline here: Fewer Americans attend church than ever before, according to polls. It says Americans. Forty-seven uh, percent of Americans say they belong to a church. Uh, in this this poll, I guess the. It took them a while to process the numbers because these numbers are from 2020. The story is not that old. The story just came out a few months ago, but the data is from 2020. Mm. But in 2020, 47% of Americans said they belonged to a church or synagogue or a mosque, not even just Christian. Uh, But uh, that number just 20 years earlier was 70%. Wow, that's a big difference. Went from 70% to less than 50%.
1: That's public schools for you.
0: <laughs> We're going to lay it all at the feet of the public schools. Hey, I'll, I'm fine. I'll pile on that one. I'm, Elvis I started it, right? Yes. Go if on. you're listening today
2: and you have children in public school or private school, tomorrow's their last day. Did you say Elvis
0: started it? Yeah. Public school?
3: No, 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 no. no.
0: <laughs> what are you talking about?
3: <laughs> the. the the, the downslide of, of America. Oh, it's Elvis' fault.
0: We talked, about music. We talked oh, about music last week. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's, it's Elvis's fault. Sorry, we, that, the, that, was a, that
3: was a throwback to a previous El- episode.
0: Elvis, <laughs> the Elvis uh, is, is, is the devil. Yeah. Did you guys see the movie, by the way, the Elvis movie that came out this, yeah. this summer? Uh, no. Not yet. That's one I actually did go to see because I grew up in an Elvis house. I mean, we were big into Elvis. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, he got to say. You got to start in gospel. The music was very good in the movie. And the storyline was clever how they decided to weave it together. They used Colonel Parker as kind of the anchor, and it, the story revolves around Colonel Paul Parker's influence on Elvis' life and his career. So that was clever. But talk about woke culture. They they wokeified Elvis. They're trying to turn Elvis into, like, some woke icon. He was like this political activist, according to the movie. I was like, no, that was not Elvis. Right. I mean, seriously. That, I was a huge Elvis fan. and He did a couple of things in his career that... Hinted in that direction. He was very careful and circumspect, so he didn't. He wasn't completely shy and bashful about political issues, but he was not fighting for, you know, issues of the day. That just not as. That's not who Elvis was. So anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. But it came up. <laughs> David brought it up, and so here I am running off at the yeah, mouth yeah. about an Elvis movie. Uh, I, I would say it, it's probably worth watching, but. I wouldn't pay to stream it. I'd wait till it's on a, something you can maybe stream for free or something. That's that's my take on that. Anyway, Imran Razvi, Daniel Razvi, David Forsey, I'm Troy Skinner. Uh, we're the four, uh, the gang of four. They're the gang of eight in the Senate. We're the gang of four that does the faith debate every week here on 930 WFMD. Also on HD2 of 99.9 FM and online at wmd.com. If you'd like to follow along with us more personally, go to um, householdoffaithinchrist.com, householdoffaithinchrist.com. You can connect with this show. You can connect with our churches. Uh, you can get answers to uh, theological questions. You can, uh, we, we're glad to pray for you, that sort of thing. Share the good news of Jesus Christ. You might not think you need to hear that, Trust me, you do. Even if you've heard it before, even if you believe it, you need to hear it again every day. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from right now. God bless.